Matthew Tusiaroni's a cool guy. Both our longtime MAGFest roomie and a good friend of our show since our very first video game music podcast back in 2014. He also has many projects of his own, including a VGM YouTube channel, a podcast about kung fu movies, and a Star Trek audio drama. But on this episode, we just kick back and shoot the breeze about the year that was 2020 and the many games we both played and listened to throughout. I'm Brian Kelly, and this is Evening at the Roost. All right. Well, it's good to have you here, Matthew. Um, We're coming up on the end of 2020, so I thought it might be fun to chat a little bit about what uh, what I know. Right? It doesn't. (laughs) It's wild. It feels like we're at the end of a decade, not the end of a year. (laughs) Yeah. Now that was whenever we before we started rolling, you were saying, "Yeah, it's been a while since we talked to each other." I was like, "No, we talked in Mm -hmm. January, which is 11 months ago." Oh my gosh. And it, it's it's bittersweet when I think back to that because the last time we saw each other was Magfest. And um this it's looking like well it, it Magfest is, is already canceled yeah. for, for next January, which is really sad um because that's always a highlight of our years. Um and that's the last time we saw each other was Magfest. So hopefully um hopefully in twenty twenty two. Yeah, there we go. I'm losing count of my years already. <laughs> um so, but We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting year for games for me because I've had a lot more time to play them than <laughs> yeah. the year before. I think this is probably true for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking about games I played that came out this year. I mean, the first one that jumps to me in terms of the soundtrack is um, Origami King. That soundtrack just blew me away because I feel like Nintendo music in general has just been getting better and better through the whole Switch era, um, especially in terms of like production values. Yeah. And I feel like Origami King was there like solidifying the idea that they are going to put way more budget into their <laughs> yeah. soundtracks than they need to. <laughs> yeah, for real. So it's just like the hundreds of amazing tracks in that. But like, w- what about you for this year? Any any games stand out? Well, let's talk about Nintendo stuff. Uh, Animal Crossing. That one, yeah. That, I mean, that's Animal Crossing always has great music, and and it's it really is nice to hear like you know, real instruments in, in, in any kind of game soundtrack, but especially in, in, in that where it's like just all super chill and add add new tracks to those, you know, full day of Animal Crossing YouTube compilation things. <laughs> Steven is obsessed with those. He found a website <laughs> that it will automatically play whatever the correct hour oh, is. So cool. like at 4 p.m. it'll play 4 p.m. And he plays that all the time while working. So I think he was very <laughs> excited did you did you play New Horizon as well? Oh yeah, no, actually, actually, it's funny. We, me and my wife, played it a ton. Obviously, mm-hmm. when it first came out, um, and then right. had it for a hot second, and then she started playing it again just a few Good. days ago. So. 
good, good. I wanted to go back to it as well. It's been on and off the whole year for me. Yeah. And everyone's like, where were you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been four months. Everything's falling apart. <laughs> Every time I get in, my only conversation with the villagers is like, oh, hey, it's been a while since I saw you. It's like, okay, next time I talk to you, you're going to say the exact same thing. So, <laughs> but something I thought was interesting about the music in that game is when you first move into the island it, it just plays that one song while you're getting everything yeah. like set up yeah until you get the the center i remember the the day when the when the center went up and the new music started playing and i was just blown away oh, i'm like yeah whoa this, it's so funky and fun and like it just has such a cool sound to it that uh mm -hmm. i don't know it really felt like the next Animal Crossing music had kind of been stagnating ever since the original. Like every game kind of sounded like the last mm -hmm. one. And this was the first one where I'm like, oh, this is like a whole new tone for the for the series. It was it was really, really good. Yeah, there's that cool like like synth line in a yes. lot of the tracks with like this yes. like neat like bass and piano playing together. Right. It's really cool. Still working on getting every single KK um song <laughs> i have a room in my house where i hang a bunch of his artwork um and uh put all my instruments and so i i'm trying to collect all of them but i keep forgetting to log in on saturday so <laughs> yeah but i'm trying to think other other games a lot of games that i played from this year weren't actually mm. from this year i was okay kind of... this i guess this might count as it i guess the game fully came out this year but uh hades <laughs> Yeah, I totally did play that. Yeah. And I mean, it's Darren Corb, so it's always yeah, going so to it's be gonna be awesome. It's always um, going to be good. But yeah. yeah, no, Hades has some sick music, and I and I love it has a really cool like uh, integration with the game too. There's like that right. really cool where like if you're um, like going through the levels mm -hmm. in, a, in a certain uh, uh, I guess going through the encounters in a certain level of of the underworld. Then, right. like, as you're going through it, then the music will get, like, more intense as you go on. And then yep. whenever you finish the encounter, then it'll, like, ev everything will cut out except for the bass. So it'll just be this cool, like, bass line that's kind of, yep. kind of has this weird rhythm that doesn't feel like it's, like, goes with anything whenever you don't hear it with the rest of yeah. the music. It's so cool. Yeah, and, like, when you pause it, it'll take out certain tracks. And then it, it's one of the most, like... Um, responsive soundtracks I've heard in a game in a while mm. and but the quality of the music is also I mean super giant games always have incredible soundtracks like I, I think they've basically basically always always done something interesting and something I really admire about Darren Korb is how he keeps trying new styles like I feel like it would be really easy I and mean, especially with how good the original style for Bastion was it would have been really easy mm -hmm. to say okay that's that's my style I found no one else is doing this. It succeeded really well. I can just keep making that and we'll be good. But instead, it feels like he just tries... I mean, there's a common thread between his games, but it feels like he tries something almost entirely new every time. And this time he decided to go with... I mean, I don't even know how to quite describe it, like Mediterranean <laughs> death metal.
Uh, oh, speaking of kind of more more indie games, uh, did you play or hear Streets of Rage 4? Oh, I haven't. I need to, I yeah. need to do that because... That one's cool. I, I love, I love the, the OG. There's Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage Two, are some yep. of my favorite soundtracks. So, yep, yep. And Yuzo did come back for a couple tracks on this one. But. A lot of what I played wasn't actually from this year. I think the Nintendo ones are the ones that really stood out to me. But what about you? Yeah, I, I um, that's a similar thing. So actually, yeah, that's an interesting question. What's what's a game? Are there any games that you played this year that you had kind of been kind of been on the back burner for a long time and you right. finally got around to it? Because I have a couple. Definitely. Oh my gosh, it's been a it's been a big year of going back and trying some interesting stuff, especially with. Um, with Game Pass, um, one that I was way, way, way overdue playing was um, Ori, Ori in the Blind oh, Forest. the original Ori in the Blind, the Forest, original yeah. Ori, yeah, not even the new one, uh, which is Gareth Coker soundtrack, just as beautiful as everyone said it would be. Um, I mean, that was like it's like playing in the best animated movie. <laughs> what about you? Anything else stand out? Honestly, the game I probably put the most time into this year um, is playing Rainbow Six Siege with my friends. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. That's it's, really interesting. It's a, it's a super fun. It's it's one of those like I would never play it outside of playing it with yep. my my group of friends. It's just yep. it's it's a very it's a very fun game to play Bill, but nothing nothing stands out musically. But. I I tried to play that game I think last year. I was looking for a new competitive multiplayer game to play and I got so intimidated uh that i just had to stop because i'm like i don't know how this works i was just playing with like one other friend and i would just walk into a room and get shot in the head Mm -hmm. and i'm like what was i supposed to do differently is is that a game you've been playing for a while or did you pick it up this year Mm, i'm pretty sure we picked it up this year maybe it was i think it might have been on like the say the steam sale at the end of last year and Mm -hmm. we started playing it a bunch this year Um, but yeah no it's it it is a lot of fun it is very it's intimidating but there's it's really cool and a lot of fun to play you have like a do you have a full group? So do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. I have. It's me and uh, there's like six or seven of us. So if as long as uh, five of us are online, then we can play it. That's really cool. Mm. That's really cool. And that's the yeah, big I thing play. is because it was mm-hmm. we were looking for a game where five people could play because we had a lot of yep. cool four player ones, but we would always have one person sitting out. So ah, uh, so we did. So we found that for and, a five person. And you guys never got on the MOBA train. <laughs> really funny that you say that because one of yeah. the guys in our group is very in the MOBA train. He's ah. like, in, he's very, very good at Dota 2 and has like mm. played it a ton. He'll stream it. He's like gone to tournaments and stuff like that, um, right. which is good for him. And I like the idea of the MOBAs, but I just, I'm not willing to put in the time to <laughs> to learn how to yeah. do it well enough to, to play it. It takes, and I, I play the easy mode MOBA, which is um, Heroes of the Storm, the one that Blizzard put out <laughs> yeah. back in, I don't know, 2014. I've been playing that for like five years, but I I tried playing a little bit of League. I played one match of Dota and then quit it forever because <laughs> definitely too complicated. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a fun experience to be able to play. I found a group of people that I play once a week mm-hmm. with, and we play the it as a, a five person team. And it is really fun. Those like those team based games that you can coordinate with your friends and actually playing that with a full stack. It's like a completely different experience from just hopping into to matchmaking. Um, so I, I think it is really fun when you can find that game that's right for your group. Um, hmm. Just so long as it isn't Dota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, one that's I, I had obviously I had listened to the soundtrack a million times, but I hadn't really got a chance to like play it, play it um, yeah. is Jet Set Radio. <laughs> oh, wow. You're going um, way back in the. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a game that <laughs> I, I, they did. a They St- yeah. Sega released a bunch of Dreamcast games on Steam. Right. Some, probably. Gosh, probably like eight years ago at this point. But um, I bought Jet Set Radio, I think literally in 2014 was what my Steam thing said. I was like, I should probably, I've made plenty of excuses to not go back and play a game. I should play this a little bit. And hey, guess what? Jet Set Radio is cool music. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So you hadn't played any of them? Like, I played Future a little bit. Okay. um, At a friend's house. And I really liked Future. And yeah. Future is almost impossible to play nowadays unless you literally oh, have gosh. an original Xbox or a or a backwards compatible 360. That's the only oh. way you can play it. Wow. I didn't even think about that because I played it back, I don't know, 10 years ago, but I haven't thought about playing it since. Uh, but yeah, I was on Xbox. Man, his soundtracks are so good. Like, there's no one like Naganuma making music in games. It's just... He, he stands on his own. You'll love him or hate him. I know people who just can't get into his music, and I I get that, but you really should. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's, he has a weird magic with, like, rhythm and sampling that I just don't hear many other places. It's funny because if you look at his Twitter account, he is constantly, <laughs> he's constantly, one, responding to people telling them, no, I can't, I can't make Sega do anything. Yeah. However... <laughs> However, Nintendo, if you're ever making a Splatoon game, I would love to work on it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It would be a good fit. Uh, let's see here. Other stuff from this year. Doom 2016. Oh, 2016 you know, Doom. For the first yeah. time. That has a wild soundtrack, too. Play, played a couple levels of it. Didn't get too far. Uh, it, it's a game that I'm like, I respect this deeply, but I don't really need to play that much of it. It's fine. <laughs> I know that feeling. This is actually the this is a this is a very controversial thing to say. So sorry, mm. Danny. If you if you like this game and you love this game to death, that is awesome. I'm so glad for you. That's kind of yeah. how I felt about Dead Cells. I played that this mm. year as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like, everything about Dead Cells points to it's be a, it would be a game that I really enjoy, and I don't dislike it. It was right. just a game that it's it's a you know it's a roguelike Metroidvania. Yep. And I love both of those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, one one of my favorite games ever is Rogue Legacy. And right, but just something about Dead Cells just didn't click oh. with me. And it had it has some cool kind of funky music too. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's it just it was one of those. I played it for yeah. like five hours. And I was like, hey, you know what? I think I get it. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. We're just. I mean, as much as I loved Hades, I kind of ran across a similar effect with that game where I'm like, if I keep playing this, I know exactly what I'm going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And at some point you decide I'm not I'm not that interested in doing <laughs> that. But it's weird because I still have a deep respect for like both Doom and Hades, like mm-hmm. the, the visuals, the music, the, the whole setup of the games are incredible. And yeah, Doom soundtrack. Oh, man. 
it's yeah it's talk about it's, a soundtrack that fits the experience yeah <laughs> and i i love it because it's like it's as it's as it's basically just heavy metal without yeah like it's like heavy metal without guitar and drums it's weird right it's like it Did keeps feeling like you're like you feel like it's gonna go to something else but it just it doesn't go and 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 it's and it's good like it doesn't go there in a right. good way like it's not what you'd expect right i watched the uh gdc talk that uh mick oh, the composer yeah, gave yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he went on it on for like an hour and a half, and he yeah very much set that explicitly for himself, where he's like, I have to do this without guitars, and so he made his whole own custom synth uh, effects and stuff to to be able to get that dirty grungy sound, and you don't even need guitars for that to hit hit hard, um, and it sounds it really does sound like like nothing else. Um, oh, I have found this. Did you ever play Alien Isolation? Um, I didn't. I wa- I've like watched a playthrough of it. I think right back when it came right. out. But... I uh, Stephen and I had actually never even seen the original Alien movie. So oh, you should for... see it. if you haven't. You should see it. It rules. Yes, for October we decided we would watch the movie and then right. play the game. Right, so cool. yeah, so we what watched the, the movie. movie. It was like I. It's hard to believe that thing came out in the seventies. Yeah, like... it's so ahead of its time. <laughs> Right. Like, oh, that movie uh, rules. Pretty much none of it ages. Like, mm-hmm. I would say the one part that felt like it aged was like when they were fighting the robot. I'm like, that kind of looks like some 80s uh, yeah. goofiness there. Yeah, yeah. But basically everything else in it doesn't age. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game, oh man, I don't think I have ever played a licensed game that more accurately yeah. made you feel like you were in the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to stop after like an hour after encountering the alien because I'm like, this is too scary. And <laughs> the music was a the music was a huge part of that. That music mm-hmm. was terrifying and would perfectly ramp up when the alien was about to kill you. And that was way too effective emotionally uh, <laughs> for me. <laughs> Uh, in a dark room on the giant TV. So um, very cool game, though. Very cool game. Uh, let's see here. Other interesting games. Um, I've I also played through a couple of other indie things. Mm. Um, I played through uh, Greece, G-R-I-S, yeah. like gray. Um, hmm. That's it's an yeah, indie yeah. game from, I think, last year. <laughs> right. I think from last year, like 2019 or maybe late 2018, but, but it's, it's beautiful. Like it has this amazingly beautiful art style and this really cool, like piano, like very, like, I don't know what to call it. Kind of like spacey kind of piano uh, music to go with it. It reminded me a lot of journey, but it's a two game, Uh, but it's really cool. And it's, um, it's a big recommend for me because it's a cool indie kind of, platformer whatever thing but it's it's right. super short it's only like like i beat it in three and a half hours so it's you can play uh, it in an afternoon and and have a good time with yeah, it yeah yeah i'm looking this up and now i uh i'm remembering this game now mm-hmm. um the, the art style like i think a lot of people once you actually google this you'll probably remember seeing it because it has a very mm-hmm. striking art style that is that is uh not quite like anything else okay now i did remember another game that did actually come out this year that Okay, so I have a complicated history with this game because I have a lot of problems with it, and that's a Genshin Impact. Um, <laughs> because I 
as someone who loves Breath of the Wild, I am deeply disturbed by this game. Um, this game, it, which is just Breath of the Wild, it, but with anime it, waifus. Yes, or Breath of the Waifu, as some people <laughs> call it. Breath of the Waifus! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have I have deep ethical problems with this, but yeah, um, the music is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so the, the yeah, hour, no, it is. That's yeah. There's so and that the Mercado Brothers podcasts have pointed mm-hmm. out many of these, but there's a lot of these like crappy mobile games that make yes. insane amounts of money, and the right. games don't cost anything to make, so they're like, I don't know. I guess we'll get a full orchestra and whatever right. for the music. It's incredible. Like, uh, yeah, Princess Connect is yeah, one. Yeah, Princess Connect is one. They're super into. Uh, and this was the same way where I'm like, you know, I- I'm ready to dismiss this game and I start playing it and I'm like, this soundtrack is like a film score. What the heck is going on? <laughs> That was a, a pleasant surprise. I really need to go back and actually listen to the soundtrack. I only played about an hour of the game, but I was I was floored by just just how beautiful it was. Um, that was that was really cool. Thanks. Uh, nothing about that. It's a glorified slot machine. Oh my gosh! It's that. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's back to your turn. That's anything else? Podcast. Anything else? Um, that's not. Yeah, that's uh, not the purview of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I played through uh, Thimbleweed Park, uh, which mm. is a I think it's Ron Gilbert. It's one of the yeah yeah it's, it's Ron Gilbert yeah, yeah yeah the the guy that made the original Maniac Mansion and it's kind of a mm-hmm. spiritual successor to Maniac Mansion right it has that same kind of art style but a lot of more it has yep. like the scum engine style like verbs where like you click on the verbs and then click on the thing you want to yeah. Do. But wow. um, it came out in, I think, 2013 or something like that. It was a big mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, right in the wave of every old game is going to be a Kickstarter yeah. again era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's really it's really cool. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great point-click adventure game. There, it's one of those that, like, you could feel th- th- the age of the creator in a lot of ways. Like, there were some yeah. things that felt very, like, like... I feel like a person more in their prime wouldn't have made that joke or there's a lot of characters yep. that literally just feel like Simpsons characters. Yeah. They, I like, know what you like mean. one of the playable characters is basically just Krusty the clown. And Oh my gosh. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, like even sounds similar. Uh, kind of just relying on old tropes mm-hmm, on old mm-hmm. muscle memory. For but humor. Yeah. there's a lot of really cool stuff and there is an in-game hint system, which is really helpful mm. because some of the, Puzzles are a little obtuse Um, and it takes place in the eighties. So there's some puzzle solutions that are like, Oh, I wasn't a grown adult in the eighties and I I didn't even exist in the eighties. So I like, even if I was a child in the eighties, I wouldn't know the solutions to this because I don't don't remember how banking (laughs) and checks worked that before computers (laughs) and the internet. Wow. This this guy really is showing his age. He's like, listen, I'm going to make the most of the fact that I'm an old man. Yeah. And I'm going to weave it into the game design. That's really interesting. But yeah, it's a really cool game. It has some really awesome voice acting too. 
Oh, it's voice acted. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's yes, a talkie. I guess the later the McAllen old, stuff was <laughs> the old adventure game parlance. Yeah, yeah. Because so, you're a big adventure game fan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I also I also played yep. through. Um, I had played it ages ago, but I'd played through. Um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, which another oh, wow. another Marcardo Bros favorite. Um, yep. But yep. that game's still awesome. Um, yep. And that's, gosh, that's from like 1991 or something. It's really old. Yeah, that's a that's a genuine classic, like old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back when the original Monkey Islands and yeah. the LucasArts era of adventure yeah. games. Speaking of that, I need to play back. I need to play through Secret of Monkey Island again because it just turned 30. Uh, like Really? And like the, 30? The past weeks. Yeah, came out in 1990. Dang. I guess so. Yeah. I only played the uh, the special edition of that when it was on Xbox uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Um, there are very few games that are funnier than that. If anyone <laughs> wants a game with a good sense of humor, um, uh, the original Monkey Island is a good place to go. Um, well, speaking of, this is not music related in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. but speaking of games with good sense of humor, have you ever played through yep. uh, the Stanley Parable? I have. Yeah. I have. Did you just try it? I just played it through. That's that's one of those I, that I also bought like six years ago and was like, yeah. man, I, I, there's no time in the present, you know? So Right. Yep. No, there's plenty of time in the present, especially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steam backlogs are finally being addressed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Stanley Parable, I remember being awesome because it's basically like Portal without the puzzles. Kinda, yeah. First person, really interesting, clever writing and narration. Uh, but it, it really goes down that kind of story route of you trying to like figure out what's what's going on in this, this strange place you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole idea of it is that like it's it's this you know it the world is everything around you is being narrated and you can mm-hmm. listen to exactly what the narrator is saying. Or you can try to go against it and the yes. narrator the narrator will like see what you're doing and right and and like try to like if you follow exactly what he says, then the game will be one thing, but you can like deviate in different weird ways and there's all kinds of wacky hidden stuff in it too, which is which is really yes. neat. I'm sure I didn't find all of it, but there are there are a bunch of different endings and it just it plays around with like um it, it's one of those games that feels like it's it's watching what you're doing and reacting to it, um, which makes it feel very interactive in a sense that a lot of games don't. Um, it doesn't take very long to play either. So also a nice. Yeah, no, I I feel like I, I played through almost all of the the endings that you could get in it. And I only played it for yep. two hours. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, one of the coolest things I played this year was the. Um, and man, we're getting really far from soundtracks, but hey, this, no, is, this is the lockdown this is, episode. Yeah. This is whatever we spent our lockdown on. The Microsoft Flight Simulator that <laughs> came out. Did you touch that at all? No, not at all, but I saw a bit oh, talking about it. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a plane nerd, so I basically had to learn how a plane works to do this. <laughs> um, but it's it's really neat. Like, talk about how far technology has come. Um, it's It's, of course, I had to do the thing where I'm like, all right, so they've laid GPS data all over the real world. I got to fly over my house and fly over the area I live. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's just about as impressive as you'd expect. We we now have a fully realized globe that we can go to in a video game. So I don't know. The next Grand Theft Auto, I guess, just has to up its game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was a really cool experience. Um, 
but yeah, the soundtrack literally consists of like one generic sounding like public domain music menu song <laughs> that plays the entire time the game is downloading and installing. And Good. even if you alt tab out of it, the music the will music still, still play on going. your computer. <laughs> Good. So you get to learn that song really darn well while you're waiting for like 20 <laughs> hours for the game to install. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, bet, maybe not best soundtrack, but most soundtrack. Most, of, uh, yeah. 2020. We'll go to that. Oh man, I'm looking at my list and realizing how many games I've played this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was looking back insane. through two and I was like, oh yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Because at first I looked yeah. at it and I was like, that doesn't seem as many. And then I turned off games that i had uninstalled because i beat them Ooh. and then it, it opened up yeah yeah um, one of those yep. is uh guacamelee 2 oh I, cool i love the original guacamelee so much it's one of my favorite yeah like modern metroidvanias um and guacamelee 2 is just it's just more guacamelee it's it's great it's a ton of fun um yep. and it has an amazing soundtrack as well uh mm-hmm. and it's cool it actually has um a lot of the, because, you know, the music's very, like, you know, mariachi, Mexican kind of music. Right. Like, and there, there's even some cool, like, salsa and samba kind of music mixed in there, too. Um, mm-hmm. But um, one of the main performers on it is actually the um, MES, the Mari- Mariachi Entertainment System, the guys that are on YouTube, oh. like, mariachi covers of game music. Were they the... Were they the guys that were at MAGFest? They that were year? at MAGFest. This oh, okay. Past year. Yes. Um, and they were yes. incredible there, too. Right. I remember walking around the halls and everyone just being like, Did you see the mariachi band? And I'm like, <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> that seems. And I'm like, I'm at MAGFest. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And sure enough. But yeah, yeah no, they're, they were... they're amazing. And they're um, mm-hmm. they actually, they also had, um, they had uh, David Wise perform with them on a song, which was oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Oh, speaking of David Wise, that reminds me of another game that oh. one of my favorite soundtracks I heard this year, which is a uh, ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Oh, cool! Um, just did the episode on that with uh, with the composers, and that was that was a delight getting to talk to talk to them and how how Dave kind of uh, uh, helped them capture the Donkey Kong Country feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the soundtrack. At I have all. not, not uh, at all. <laughs> but I, I think they did a pretty darn pretty darn impressive job of of carrying that legacy forward. And also breathing some life into it. It's a it's a really good soundtrack, and honestly, a really really fun game. Like I did not expect to like it as much as I did, um, since I never even played the original ukulele. Um, but it's it, it's a great platformer. Like if anyone's looking for a, a good two D platformer to play, I feel like I heard people say that it was that they felt it was better than the original uh, mm-hmm. ukulele. It's it. I mean, it's a whole different gameplay style. Instead of going Banjo Kazooie, they're going side scrolling. Donkey Kong Country um, style. And uh, um, what about you? Anything else? Um, I'm going to I'm going to open up the Epic Game Store because there you go. There's a lot of of free games that I gave a shot. Do you mostly play on PC at this point? Um, Yeah, I do. PC and Switch. Yep. Um, So that's an interesting thing. The, The new consoles are coming out. Today, the oh, Xbox yeah, that's right. was launched today. Yeah, I saw some people posted that they that they got their consoles today. So, mm-hmm. do you have any plans, or are you gonna stay to PC Switch? Um, for the time being, I'm gonna stay. I would at some yeah. point like to get a PS5, just because there's a lot of cool, like there's a lot of PS4 games I'd kind of like to catch up on, and also mm. uh, my buddy Carlos at Heroes Three um, is yes. a big PlayStation guy, and so it'd be cool to play right. some online stuff with him 
Oh, that would be neat. Yeah. Just don't play fighting games. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to do is I want to play fighting games with them because, no. because I don't want to get completely bodied every, every, <laughs> every mag fest. fest. So that's a fair point. Actually, he's got to like train you and to have your, yeah. you know, your, your, your fighting movie, um, training montage. Scene yeah. 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 Teaches you how, how to shoot a fireball. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're, well, actually we, Okay, so we do have a plan, which is that we want to get a uh, Xbox Series X because it is a we really like to play games together, Stephen and I, on the TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. But hooking up a PC to that, it feels like something will always go wrong. Um, yeah. Just there, for, there will always be some sort of technical difficulty. So we we've ended up playing a lot on Xbox One, especially with Game Pass. But our current Xbox One was a hand me down from a friend that is the original. The disk drive almost doesn't work and the <laughs> HDMI port is loose. So like mm, it is good. hanging on by its last thread. So we're very much looking forward to upgrading like multiple generations into the uh into the Xbox Series X, but it's not anywhere. Like we're gonna be waiting a while, I think. <laughs> it is in very high demand right now. So so that's our current plan. But what have you found on the Epic Store? Anything popping up there? Uh, I played Super Hot this year as well. That's another, oh, cool. another classic from a couple years ago. Um, yep, yep, yep. That game, that game rules. I I can't play it for more than like twenty minutes, otherwise I literally get motion sickness headaches because oh it's, gosh. it's a game where you like whip around constantly and yeah. Uh, and I, I trust but, you're not doing it in VR, are you? I did play it in VR because uh, okay. Super Hot VR is basically a different game, just the same idea. Oh, because um, gotcha. in Super Hot VR, I have a buddy that has VR, and cool. Super Hot VR is like you stand in one place, and that also gave me a motion sickness headache. But it was cool enough that it was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, Stephen played it in VR this year, um, mm-hmm. which he said was a was a pretty cool experience. But um, oh well, actually, uh, speaking of VR games that came out this year, mm-hmm. did y'all play Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons? I wanted to ask you about that. I have not played it. What do you think? That's. I wish I could tell you because oh, I know I, I bought it whenever it came out, and yeah. it just didn't work. Um, I had every time I tried to start it up, it would like it would load up the game and it would do like the this like opening little scene that was going to then lead to the character creator. And then after it finished its little thing, it would just not work. It would just go to black and just wouldn't Hmm. work. So. Hmm. So I refunded it. And that's whenever I. Wow. um, That's when I bought Hades. Actually, it was with the refund. Nice. You know. I remember them promising that this game was going back to the old style of PC games back from the 90s. I didn't expect them to emulate it so carefully that it also doesn't work. <laughs> that is, you know, that harkens back to the PC <laughs> games of your. It really your. does. Remember when you would just buy a game and it's like, there's like a 60% chance that this is not going to install properly. Yeah. You're going to have to oh. dig through decade-old forum posts to try to... Yes. That's the Especially worst. Whenever you find a person that like had mm-hmm. the same exact problem with you to the T, and no one yes. responded to them, no one responded, or someone gives one response and it's like worked great, and then you try it and you're like, nope, no, well, it didn't. Well, <laughs> you know, just run it in compatibility mode for Windows Vista, and it'll, uh, it'll. it'll <laughs> oh man, and I, I was like very much PC gaming was like 
trying to run games on these bad laptops that my parents owned Mm because it's all we would use to like browse the internet so i was like i was never playing on a pc that like had a graphics card or anything (laughs) it was always just like intel chips that were baked into the into the laptop and Mm -hmm. it was just i remember it was mind-blowing when i discovered steam and actually built my own desktop i don't know around 2010 ish Mm -hmm. and being like oh wait pc gaming can actually be super convenient this is weird (laughs) yeah and I feel there there was like that decade where PC games became the more convenient way to play. Oh yeah, games. no, it's it's changed a lot since because because that's I started mm-hmm. college in two thousand nine and it's changed right like, like that was um, I had a good friend that I'm still actually what's one of the guys I play uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rainbow Six Siege with, uh, but he yeah. was super into PC gaming and I always like kind of liked it but I wasn't too I was a big Nintendo guy in in yeah. high school and. Whenever he is like, oh, yeah, PC gaming. And he like taught me how to build a computer and everything. And that was like when Steam was first starting to take off. So things were right. still pretty janky, but um, yep. but it just got, got better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Until now, you really don't need a console um, if you have a if you have a decent PC. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Game Pass has definitely been bringing the consoles back up in terms of like being able to play games affordably for a while. It's like steam sales are the way to go. If you want to be able to play games on a budget, although you can do, you can do game pass on PC too. You, totally. have, to, you have to jump through some yeah. hoops, but you can, I've done that. It's how I played flight simulator and didn't have to pay <laughs> 60 bucks. Um, but yeah, you're right. You can, you can. So I don't know. It's kind of becoming a best of both worlds. I, that's something I really, really appreciate about the direction Microsoft is taking is how they are, um they're making things so convenient on both pc and console and they don't see a need to create artificial divides there um and i think that's a really smart way to go so get on your microsoft well done (laughs) yeah uh let's see here other games i played hitman 2 hitman games are so great oh played those at all oh yeah no it's actually one of them i played was hitman 2 the the older ones Oh yeah, no, those mm-hmm. are those are always really cool. And and I love that the more recent Hitman games are basically the same as the old ones, just more fleshed right? out. Like it didn't take yeah. some weird left turn. It's still the same, like, you know, elaborate creating yep. like elaborate ways of, of people killing and killed and disguises mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. I, I remember growing up, I would see like ads for the Hitman games and I would just assume they were I don't know, just some another shooter out there. I did not realize how creative they are and the the weird sense of humor they have. Like <laughs> yeah. the sense of the dark quirkiness just makes them uh it's, it's so much fun to play because your character is a stone cold killer who dresses up in a sports mascot flamingo costume and keeps a complete <laughs> straight face while he murders someone with a wrench mm-hmm. and uh it's that juxtaposition without ever going into like outright comedy that makes it <laughs> that makes it really really fun to play yeah. so had a lot of fun with that i mean those games you can just play like one level of it and just get lost in the world that mm-hmm. they set up for for hours because they just put so yeah, much thinking so detail intricate into into every little it, and it feels like you're actually in a real place so that was a lot of fun man so many games an interesting thing i did this year i got really curious to learn about um kind of the history of RPGs, especially how kind of I, I I was noticing how different Western RPGs are from Japanese RPGs. Mm-hmm. So I 
I went back and, and read up on a lot of the history of them and played a bunch of like the original RPGs. So like Ultima, Wizardry, oh, cool. um, the original Dragon Quest kind of created a timeline and went through a bunch of them. And that was a really interesting experience as someone who didn't start playing RPGs until fairly late in their life cycle. It was I, I it was so fascinating to see how many of the ideas came from just these few seminal early games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really fun experience and you can find them pretty, pretty easily now on like GOG and yeah, and that sort of stuff and around PC, but man, the ultimate games are dorky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was, I, um, I actually, I think I told, talked to you about this. Um, cause I watched mm-hmm. through that documentary series high score. That's right. And one of the episodes has Richard Gary in it. And I was like, yes. Oh yeah. Gosh, I haven't seen Richard Gary being dorky in a, in a hot second. He's, he's so great. He is. Yes. Learning about his history and how he would just sitting in his, in his room or his basement or whatever, reading Lord of the Rings and saying, I should just make my own version of this. And he just did with reckless abandon and started selling his game on floppy disks with handwritten notes to people (laughs) at conventions. And it's like how far games have come within Mm -hmm. like one generation. It's kind of insane, actually. Um, Like now they're these massive multimedia empires, but uh, not so with Ultima. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think he's doing fine. But oh, yeah. No, he did fine. He got bought by EA or whatever, I mm-hmm. think, um, for a while. But it, it's fun to look back at, at the origins of yeah. all that stuff. And and then Japan really got it started with uh, with Dragon Quest. I, did, I, I knew Dragon Quest was big. I did not realize how big Dragon it's Quest was. insane how big it is. You're, right? ta- you're talking about um, games you wouldn't expect having big orchestras. That's right. It's what's weird. A lot of the Dragon Quest games, the games themselves don't have orchestras, but mm-hmm. there is an album of the music for literally yeah. every single one going back into the 80s. Like you can find right. albums from the 80s of like Dragon Quest 2. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And then I remember like Dragon Quest 8. I played that on the PS2 yep. and it has that fully orchestrated does, yes. score. But only in the U.S. version. Yep. The Japanese version has a MIDI score. It does, and, and it I'm sounds like, terrible. That's so sad for them. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it, like, released, and then they did the soundtrack, and then the U.S. release was later. I haven't learned the history. Um, but, but yeah, that's it's, – it's such a funny series to me because I played – I played several of the, I would play like an hour of the first and then the second and then the third to kind of see how they changed. And the answer is not very much. Like if you want a conservative series, <laughs> yeah. Dragon Quest is your series. It is insane. It's the same people making it. Mm-hmm. It's the same ideas, just adding like one little idea each game. But like I've almost never seen a more stable series than that one. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Okay, cool. I, I was making sure I remembered his name. But yeah, uh, Koichi Sugiyama. Yes. Who did, he did the music for the original one, and he still does it now, even though yes. he's almost 90. He's almost 90. <laughs> and then I think Yuji Hori is the, the creator. Mm-hmm. He's still still making them. And I'm sure doing very well for himself there in, uh, yeah. in Japan. But it's crazy. You're talking about old school RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, one I actually literally just got today and played a little bit Ooh. of. I played it before, but... I wanted to give another shot. Uh, Rogue, the original Rogue yes. came out on Steam not that long really? ago. It's only like three bucks. Mm-hmm. That game, 
is it's good. awesome like it's <laughs> it's legitimately still a ton of fun to play like yeah you play as like a little smiley face and everything mm-hmm. is letters and whatever but it's still it's a legitimately fun game to play there's a reason it spawned a genre yeah there's a reason that things are rogue like yes because rogue's great it's a lot of fun to play yes yes it um it's it's interesting because I was playing them basically in chronological order. So I'd play like Ultima and Wizardry and I played Rogue and I'm like, this game plays so much better than like anything else. Like mm-hmm. the ideas aren't as ambitious, but they still work. Like it just the its integrity yeah. as a fun, easy to understand, but incredibly deep game just holds up. Even though, like you said, you're playing with literally ASCII art. It's like mm-hmm. as simple as you can get. Uh, but it's it's cool. Well, I'm glad I'm glad it's on Steam. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And actually, speaking of ASCII art, that's I didn't realize this because I played this. I I played this in January and February, which mm. might as well be a different year at this point. Yes. But um, uh, did you ever play through Glittermitten Grove slash Frog Fractions 2? I played the original. I did not play 2. Okay. I need to. Though. It's it's so good. You're talking about funny games. That game is <laughs> hilarious. It's so right. weird. Right. Oh, I love it. I would love to uh, yeah. meet the creator. Um, the creator. I, I can't remember his name. It's like go, Jim. Go back to but... uh, Train Station at eight. He was like our second guest, I think. Oh, um, cool. So there, we do have an interview with him out there. Um, cool. So yeah, yeah. He... Um, but yeah, but he's. But yeah, like the, the game's so it's really funny. It's weird. It's mm-hmm. really difficult in a yep. lot of ways. Yep. Um, but it's its whole art style is. I think it's like it's like ZZT, I think is the game it's based on hmm. like the, the, the way that it looks. Right. Um, that is the main game, but you first have to play a different game and get to a certain point oh where you can go gosh. to the real game. Cause oh it's hidden within a different gosh. game. Oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it has a lot of cool music too. Cause there's like, the game is more or less a collection of mini games. Mm-hmm. Not be a spoiler, sure, but sure. Um, a lot what... of the different music has um, is uh, a lot of the music within the game is by a bunch of different uh, composers. Oh, that's cool. Actually, I'm gonna look it up because I think because I think a few of the people were actually pretty like somewhat popular uh, guys. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Danny Baranowski did some music on oh, it. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, Ryan Ike, who's done a lot of random games, is, does a bunch of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Prunty, who did, or Prunty, I don't know how you say it, but the guy that did FTL and mm-hmm. um, um, the other game that the FTL guys made that looks like Advance Wars. Why can't remember oh, the name of oh, it? Oh, Wargroove? Not Wargroove. <laughs> oh, sorry. Different game that looks like Advance oh, Wars. Oh, there's another. Um, oh, Into the Reach. In the breach, there you go. Um, <laughs> right, he did some music as well for it. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 actually pretty cool, and there's some some really wow. fun stuff in it. Yeah, it's really interesting when games do that kind of like compilation soundtrack style like that. I remember. Um, did you ever play the game Gunpoint by Tom Francis? Uh, yes, I did. I love Gunpoint. He did a similar thing where he just basically posted on a, a forum or a website somewhere and said, "Hey, everyone, just send me your tracks, and I'll." I'll pick the best and that'll be my soundtrack. And it's like, it's a cool way of doing it. A game I need to play that kind of did that style of soundtrack is um, Cadence of Hyrule. But that's just like, they got so many composers on that. And uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like a really, really cool soundtrack. So yeah, Cadence of Hyrule is basically just a, 
it's almost an OC remix album. Yeah, basically. Just as a game. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, shoot, there was something else I was going to mention from this year. Let's see. Um, I played Kirby's Dream Course for the first time. Um, oh, what did you think? The story behind that is uh, I had never bothered booting up the SNES and NES games on the Switch. Um <laughs> I did not realize how much was there when I actually did. I'm like, oh, this is actually a really cool system. And they have uploaded a ton of games here. And I did not realize mm-hmm. that. Um, I didn't realize how close we are to that beautiful future where Nintendo has all of their games available. Um, yeah. They have the infrastructure. They just need to add the games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah so I, I played a few on that. And Kirby's Dream Course, I mean, it's Kirby music. It, it's going to sound like Kirby because Kirby always sounds like Kirby. And that's a good thing. Um, but it's pretty fun. Like as golf games go, it's definitely more entertaining mm-hmm. than most golf games. Um, also talking about old soundtracks, I, I, I don't think I had ever played and beaten it, but it was another one of those. Right. Um, uh, played it a whole or listened to the soundtrack a whole bunch. Yeah. I played through Katamari Damacy Rerolled ah. on Steam. Yes. Um, and it was is it's funny because obviously you know it's Katamari it has amazing music. Um, but it. Uh, I let my wife play it a little bit because I was like, I can see her being into it. And she got so into it that we actually bought it for her on the Switch so that she could play Aww. it on there and I could still do stuff on my on my computer. That's cool. I'm glad she enjoyed uh, yeah, it. Yeah, she, she loved it. Yeah. Actually, related to that, um, to Katamari, I, we also got uh, Donut County. Mm. So it's a similar kind yep, of. Yep. You gather up things. Um, yep. And it's a really funny game, too. Yep, I've been meaning to try that for a while. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I remember the game. Um, Steven and I decided to finally try. Um, Steven has basically never played any Souls games. He played like <laughs> a little of the original Demon Souls. Um, so we played a bunch of um, Sekiro. Um, oh, and, that's a and, harsh and tried to point. Yeah, I tried to learn that. And uh, that was an interesting experience. Um, pretty cool, I will admit. When we realized we could just run past all of the enemies to get to the next boss fight, the tension level reduced a little bit on it Um, Mm. (laughs) with the grappling hook. You have a lot of mobility in that game. But um, but yeah, it was interesting. I I realized that this is my weird controversial opinion out there, everyone, about video games. I don't like boss fights in video games, I've learned. They are very frustrating to me and normally are going to be the things that make me put down a game. And I think it's what would, growing up, it would always be the thing that frustrated me most in most at a game was a uh, was a boss fight. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so that that was the big lesson I learned out of Sekiro is, man, I don't like boss fights, and there are a lot of boss fights in Sekiro, <laughs> and they are very hard. That's I need to actually. That's what I should do is I should go back to because uh, I played a good bit of Dark Souls, but I never beat it. Oh I yeah, think I think there's enough there's enough resources out there now that I could probably take a look and feel like what the best thing to do is because that's one of those games that you can build your character into a corner where you just can't beat the game unless you're like crazy skilled and you just won't know it yeah (laughs) totally totally i think that's something that um it was a way the sekiro makes it a little bit easier on the players that you just have a pre-built character for the most part Mm -hmm. like there are some skill trees but yeah that's one of the intimidating things about like the dark souls games is not only is there a ton of flexibility, but they are very opaque about what the stats even 
do in the game. So there's the information in the game is almost like purposefully obtuse. Um, yeah. But you're right. There's like a ton of info out there on the internet now. So if you wanted to learn, learn how to do it, it's, it's out there now. Uh, oh, I played the original Zork. You ever play that? Oh, cool. Yeah, I did play. I played Zork. Yeah. Yeah. Went to the original Zork, the original adventure. Those games are still pretty, pretty darn fun. Yeah, that, yeah, Zork actually is. Zork's pretty fun because it's yeah. it's just a text adventure and text mm-hmm. adventures. You know, they they're they're exactly the same as they were then. It's just, yeah. just typing. Yeah, they don't really age very much. They're still there. Yeah, yeah. Anything you're looking forward to on the horizon with the last month and a half we've got here? I guess game wise, the there's not really any big games I'm looking forward to playing. Yeah. Just I'm looking forward to playing back through and and beating Hades and. Hopefully, and after I do that, um, getting into some getting some to the other stuff that I've that it's in my backlog that I still haven't gotten around to. Yeah. So still have some time. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Have you so have you ever considered going back and doing any more of your YouTube channel? <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because I, I do. I earlier in the year, I actually did make I actually did create. I I've have, I think, three episodes that are actually done. Hmm. I just need to put them. I need to do some, a couple of finishing touches and actually upload them. I just right. I really didn't want to upload them without having them like having other videos to back it up. So it's yes. not, you know, they're two or three years before I post anything. Right. Um. So I am I, I really am. Um. I'm trying to go back through cool. all of the. Uh, the big ones that I did for the OC Remix podcast and making them into videos. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Uh, so I am I really am hoping to get at least one of them up before the end of the year and hopefully That's get cool. a, a kind of a, a, a trend of them going. Yeah. It's a really cool channel. And if I remember correctly, how we first even got in contact with you mm-hmm. um, yeah, was sure that is. channel. It's the, it is the extra credits of uh, video game music stuff. So <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. It, it's really neat. So I'm glad you're going back to that. Um, definitely let us know when you, when you get those videos up. The other, actually probably one of the biggest projects that I was working on this year though, was I do a, a kind of uh, like a, what's the word? Radio drama kind of thing. Yep. Um, yep based in the Star Trek universe called right. Tapon's Theater on Subspace. Okay. Um, you can find us at ttos.cool, which is my dot favorite. Cool. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, ttos.cool. I edit the audio uh, for the podcast and do nice. one of the voices. So it's been a ton of fun. I've been working with a lot of, a lot, literally people from all over the world on it, which is That's really, really cool. So. Nice. Nice. So you guys like still working on seasons actively um we're taking a break right now because we just finished the second season and we're gonna have more stuff announced pretty soon but we're gonna uh hop back into it probably next february i think is what we decided Uh, but we are working on stuff we're on scripts and everything and we actually just got another editor so it won't all be me so that'll be very cool ttos.cool ttos.cool and of course, check out uh, Heroes Three podcast if you care about oh, yeah. kung fu movies at all. Absolutely. I have very disparate interests. You, <laughs> you know, you really do. Um, <laughs> kung fu movies, a audio drama about Star Trek parody, and video game music. I mean, it's kind of amazing that you were able to find a a convention where all three of those things are talked about. But I think Magfest mm-hmm. kind of checked the boxes. 
it it checks them off a lot more than you think. <laughs> I still remember the lunch. It was the last lunch we were having at MAGFest like four years ago. Um, and we were all about to get on our planes and leave. And you, Marty, and Carlos all started talking about kung fu movies. And the conversation <laughs> just kept going and going and going. And I had no idea what you guys were talking about. But you were very passionate about it, all three of you. And by the end of that conversation, you guys were like, we need to do a podcast about this. Yeah. And it is amazing yeah. to me that years later, that podcast is still going on. And that is just mm. like one of the testaments of the magic of Magfest and what comes out really of that, uh, that, that special, special space. So, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an amazing time. I look forward to next time. We're all going to be back together there. Hopefully not too far in the future. And thanks so much for chatting, Matthew. This is a lot of fun to just kind of uh, do our little lockdown retrospective here. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. If you have any ideas of who we should interview or just want to chat about video game music, check out our Twitter page, at Eve at the Roost. You can also find a link to our Discord channel on there. We'd love to see you there and say hi. But for now, have a great evening.